Blog Talk Radio. Just a good old boy. Obama's gonna put you in jail. Never meaning no harm. You guys are all gonna go to jail. It's all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. I'm coming day and night. But we tortured some folks. Hitler had plans. See through all your lies, Barack Obama, you wicked, wicked devil! Don't bitch kick him! The boat proceeds. Ah, I'm going to ask you. Holy shit, man. That's the other bill, that's terrorist! Other building? That's terrorist, bro! That's fucking terrorists! Hello, my little trolls, my little sock puppets. We are tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the terror mask, put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate. Turn out your lights and put the kids to sleep, because hate radio is starting now. Tonight on hate radio, we're going to talk about the morbid overhang of corporate influence on police power. For the love of all that is holy, you're going to learn your pronouns, kids. The Chronicle.su identifies as a rigid pillar of social intercourse, upon which the well-being of the entire Internet is now situated. And you can refer to us as he or him, never it, never them. The Chronicle.su, like many corporations, enjoys all the benefits of personhood, just like you. So listen up. Tonight's all about us, not you. Joining me live is corporate social entity Kilgore Trout of the famed Internet Chronicle.su. Kilgore, tell us what uh, funny thing happened to you on the way to work today. Hello. See, I am a corporate entity. Hello, Kilgore. Nothing funny ever happened to me. No, that wouldn't be very... Uh, corporate friendly. Is something actually funny happened to you? Nothing. Nothing happened at all, man. I. Uh, well, I mean, you might count it as something happening, but it didn't happen to me. What happened? Well, uh, I saw a dead animal on the road. What kind of animal? You know, I guess. Some kind of uh, gopher, I guess. Oh, a little animal. Yeah. Not a giant bloated deer carcass. No, it was a, just a gopher. But you remembered it, so it must have been something special. No, it could have been could have been any day, not even today. It, it could have been nothing special whatsoever. It'll nothing probably happen tomorrow happen. unless something carries that dead animal away. Well, now I'll just be seeing gophers everywhere because the way uh, I'm tuned into them now. Speaking of stuff that's not funny, uh, (laughs) 
You, you ever notice how stuff designed for kids that's like supposed to be funny is like never funny? Like newspapers. Uh, remember the comics section? How adults would be reading a newspaper and like always hand you the comics, like like you would enjoy it as if you would like it. I did, especially the Far Side. I well, I don't ever remember Far Side being in the newspaper. Maybe early. Even as a kid, I thought Peanuts was funny, but now I'm an adult, it's just insufferable. <laughs> I, I never thought it was funny. Doonesbury and Shoe. You remember Shoe? Uh, I, I, as far as I thought, Doonesbury was some political stuff that was above my head. Shoe, I've never heard of. Well, that's what it's supposed to be, right? But if you go back now and read it, it was funny. It wasn't funny as a kid, and it's not funny now as an adult. So who the fuck thinks that shit is funny? Like, there must be some reason it's in the paper. You know, that one character is based off of Hunter S. Thompson, right? That's what made me think about it the other day. What did you think? Would you want to be a, uh, a character like that? I was thinking of, like, how mad it made him. Yeah, and, he hated that. I mean, I wouldn't... I don't know. I guess I wouldn't care. Like, You wouldn't thing. be cool with it at all? Well, if if you've... You know, if you're canonized... Even if it's in some shitty cartoon, or as Hunter Talk called it, a shit-eating cartoon, <laughs> it's it's like still a compliment, even though they're misrepresenting you and just you're a caricature of this other character that you created, and they're passing it off as you. It's still like at first I think you would think so, but then it would wear on you, and you'd be like, I don't want, you know, you wouldn't want anything to do with it ever again. After a while, it would like stick to you, like. You know, imagine 10 years later, you would really hate it, right? Right. But who reads Doonesbury and thinks that's Hunter? I do now. No, yeah, but, yeah, but you don't look at it and, and like, that's not your image of Hunter Thompson that you keep in your mind is that fucking goofy cartoon, is it? Pretty much. I haven't read enough of him to have a clear image in my mind. Uh, actually, I would... The Gonzo tapes I listen to, that gives me a whole different image than I've ever thought, you know? It's it's really uh in the Gonzo tapes what got me was that it was so not Gonzo, it was so just Yeah, he would drive out thing. to he drove out to these places that were just meaningless, like to the edge of some dirty water, like where you would set a boat in or something. That was so far away from the city or any event or anything that was happening because he was obviously just driving around and he found some old dirty place to stop and talk into his microphone, you know? And he's like describing the, just the pointlessness of this place where he's at. And it occurred to me that like, we, we always have these sort of these, our best thoughts at these, at the most mundane times. Like last night we were talking about some of your best thoughts occur to you on the crapper, right? Yeah. And you don't think that the best stuff from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas was happening when he was just, like, pausing at some dirty fucking mud hole next to the road and just thinking about what happened. And, and, but it was. He was, he was doing these turnarounds, getting mixed up with, uh, you know, getting paranoid about a cop that pulls up behind him or something. And he'd... Uh, He'd start talk, being like, getting down stuff that he that had come upon him, you know. And what also struck me about those tapes was 
how intellectual they were, but also just how uh, casual they were, too. Like, it's nothing, like, exorbitant. It's not crazy. It's not, like, you know, the world was never falling apart when the recorder was running, at least. But that's the story that comes out. Yeah. Is this just disintegrating type of fear and loathing, right? Did Hunter Thompson walk that lonesome valley? Yeah, any 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 guy who's going to sit down and be that serious about something for that long, you know, to write a book, that's a that's a lonesome thing. I mean, it's, of course, it's not just one person who ever does it, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's just having a project that you work on all you know all day every day. That's a lonesome thing, right? But is that the lonesome valley? What do you mean? What's the lonesome valley? Like Jesus walks the Lonesome Valley. Right. Everybody walks the Lonesome Valley. Nobody can walk it for you. Right. Do That's you think, Mississippi John Hurt. Yeah. Do you think... Um, do you think... that Hunter Thompson was a lonely guy? Now that I know... I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. What about him? Instead of going to the Muhammad Ali Frazier fight, he just drank himself into a stupor, did some cocaine, and then went down to the swimming pool and listened to the fight on the radio. Yeah, he, he could have done that. That's what he did instead of going to the fight. Oh. And it haunted him because that was one of the biggest fights, if not the biggest fight in boxing history. Yeah, and uh, he he beat himself up for it, and it, that was the turning point when his career was no longer flashy and cool and in your face. It was like, oh f- crap, I dropped the ball on that while I was just living this bullshit Doonesbury image. Oh. And I think that was probably the moment where if Doonesbury hadn't run yet. If it was already running, it would fucking chap his ass. Because then it's 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 getting thrown in space. Here's what you are. Here's who you are. And look what it did to you. You missed that big fucking fight. You're you know you didn't even make a byline the following day, and you were there, man. I bet he really hated himself for that. At least that's what I've actually I've heard that from the documentary. You think that's why he shot himself? No. Turned into a no. character. He said, he said the only reason he can go on like that, you know, is because he always has the option of suicide. So that is sort of liberating, right? To yeah. think that you can do, you have the freedom to choose basically anything, right? Freedom of choice. Yeah. Is it free speech to kill yourself? Yeah. Except for it's illegal. Not totally free, is it? Yeah, if you mess up, it, you're going to get charged with attempted suicide. But I never thought those newspaper comics were very funny. I had a Far Side book, right? And I loved yeah. that book. But I can't remember ever holding a newspaper where Far Side was in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Of course, I was reading local papers when I was a little kid. I was reading 
the fucking Waynesville Mountaineer. Yeah, we had we've been our Roanoke was a little more uh, urban and sophisticated, maybe well, metropolitan. You know, the Roanoke paper is really good. Roanoke, Virginia. Oh yeah, I like some of that. Oh, those old clips I found of them, where it was just this incredible writing. Yeah, really good writing. I mean, you got a real feel for like what was going on at that time. It was beautiful, man. It had imagery. And it was really unabashed in the way that it presented the facts, too. I mean, it, it was harder news back then that they were writing than you read now. It's so soft. They weren't happy. The people weren't happy. Well, what the fuck were they? <laughs> Vicki Hyatt of the Waynesville Mountaineer. <laughs> we may never know. But we sure as hell know what was happening in old Roanoke, Virginia, thanks to the Roanoke Times. What was going on? What kind of stuff were they reporting? Well, there was a lot of there was a lot of race in the, in the in the paper. A lot of race, over the top freakouts. You know, <laughs> just like the you know it was the opposite of today, where black people are getting shot. It was back then. It was white white victims getting uh, getting. I guess they would call it white genocide today, but it was that type of stuff. That's not enough to call it a genocide, is it? I mean, how many people are we talking here? Well, we're talking dumb internet. Uh, you know, we're not talking about a genocide. Not like a good old-fashioned genocide, at least. It's a it's a fake white victim genocide. Yes. Fraud genocide. That's what I was looking for. Crying genocide when you're the dominant ethnic group in a nation that dominates the world we're being genocided <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like what we were talking about last night the police uh having that that rally in the morning yeah, yeah, when yeah. one of them gets shot uh-huh we got a war to win out there boys we're fighting a war out there it's a war every day they you know that stuck with me i think i saw a couple of cops riding around with their pistols out today <laughs> Had them laid up on the dashboard, <laughs> just gripping in their hands. And everything. They got this white knuckle grip on on it, finger like hovering over the trigger, and they're just waving it in the air with a with a Bowie knife in their teeth, just clenching down on it. That mustache hanging over the knife blade, cutting their little whiskers. Public servants. The thing of the day. The public servants. Yeah. They're they're there for you. They're there to help you. Uh, when we introduced the show, we said we were going to talk about uh, who is it that the police really serves. And I referred to the morbid overhang of corporate influence on police power. And during my corporate indoctrination last week, I I got to see a lot of photos of police working side-by-side uh, side with the Walmart Corporation. And there's a whole lot of, of uh, police support. They said that the police will come and just hang around. I saw I saw cops today. It's like the only one of the one of the biggest public spaces in Waynesville, if not the biggest. Just police. 
everywhere, man. And um, and they love to catch a shoplifter. It makes their day, man. They go home, chest held high, nose held high. That with that that flat pig nose held high, you can you can see what they smell. And smell what they see. Smell that bacon. I don't know. You like the police? Yeah. I've reached a point where I don't think I'll ever call them again. Oh, I'd call them if if uh, I had a crime to report. Sure. You remember when? Um, I don't think I would call them if I had a crime to report. I keep it out to myself. It depends on the crime, though. Too. I think if I was, if I saw like a child being abused, I would probably call the police. Is that where you draw the line? Save the children. Think of the children. What about adults? Adults can do it. If somebody is like bothering you as an adult, you just walk away. You get out of it. You're an adult. You've just been mugged. And for, say, you want to get. No, the police won't help you in a mugging. Never. What are they going to do? You just take it. Yeah. You just take it, man. You say, well, I should have watched my back better because that's what the police are going to tell you when they get there. They're going to blame – what do they do? They show up and blame the victim for not being aware of her surroundings or something or for asking for it. I read a story today where this, this 24-year-old lady went into the um, the precinct in Chicago, and they said uh, they uh, they blamed her for her own rape. And it's like you would think that after all this time and some sensitivity training, maybe a fucking video from the 90s <laughs> that they show that they show them at uh, training, they would um, be a little more sensitive. But no, their six weeks of training has led them to continue to blame the victim. Well, you don't want to get victim blamed. But fuck it, what are they going to do? Roll their fat asses out of the car like as soon as they get there and go, which way did he go? No. They're going to show up with a clipboard in their hand 45 minutes after the fact while you're still standing out on this dark corner because you're not allowed to leave the scene or it doesn't even count. And they show up and uh, like, man. Well, what if you're lost in New York City and you need directions and the only person nearby is just a bunch of cops everywhere. Look, if I saw them standing on the street, I would probably approach them and, and talk to them. I would even say hello and what's up, you know, if we made eye contact. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't show them any, like... Uh, I don't want to come to their attention at all. Well, then why would you call them? Would you, only, only would you ask if, them for directions? Only if I... No, of course. I w- what I would do is uh, asking them for directions is what I would never do. Well, then why did you ask me if I would ask them for directions? Like, that was the first thing you thought of that I would... No, it, was a, no, it wasn't. It's just a thing that I've seen people do. I've seen people do that, you know. They will see a cop in the middle of a crowd and run over to him and be like, hey, <laughs> how do I get to the there? And the, yeah, yeah. I've just seen people do that. And it seems like a just a thing people do. It's not an, an accusation. Well, you but, made it sound like they were the only people on the street, and I needed directions. Well, maybe not then. But I was I was exaggerating a little. But uh, but I no longer see them as the helpers. The helpers is what I no, well I, I you know 
because they you don't. I mean, yeah, you, they're not your daddy. They're not going to be your daddy. Um, but uh, dude, they wouldn't sling uh, a cup of water on you if you were on fire, man. Not oh, if they sure. were drinking it. Sure, they would. Maybe if it was like their tobacco spit water that had been sitting in the oh, squad car in the 90-degree heat all day. And would you have a right to complain if it... No. If you got you burned? Have no, you have no rights, according to them. Yeah, they'll say that. Remember when uh, we were in school and they told us that we don't have rights? Yeah, you don't have rights when you're in school. That's what they tell you. Yeah. So you're used to not having civil rights or civil liberties. By the time you're 18, you don't even know how to exercise them. What boundaries proper boundaries look like because you've been conditioned up to that point. It's not like you turn 18 and they say, oh, here are your rights now. That never comes. It's like, oh, now you can vote and go buy your pack of smokes or something. Oh, here are your rights that we told you all along that you never had. When you turned 18, did they show up and explain your rights? Well, I'm glad we have police to put Bitcoin fraudsters out. Is that what they're doing? I mean, they'll do that. Yeah, they'll do that. They'll go after Dread Pirate Roberts. They'll go after... Uh, they got Barrett Brown. That was a little little uh, wild. I, I still, to this day, I enjoy that video. But what about them landing a helicopter on Topiary Island? That was pretty... That was... Uh, I bet that airplane was really weird. I bet that ride was like... Probably, probably one of the stranger. You know, I, I'm surprised no one's written an account of it. Yeah, really. Like, not even him. No. He can't talk about that shit, though. Or, well, he can now. But all he wants to do is uh, go rock climbing. Yeah, he's just being a normal guy now. Yeah, he's giving up on all that anonymous shit. Which is the right thing to do. If you're listening right now and you're on the fence about anonymous, just give up on it. That won't take you anywhere. <laughs> what about you? See, I've been watching more Mr. Robot. Oh, uh, what happened this week? Um, Did they ever um, reveal? So much shit happened in the last episode that it it was almost like nothing happened at all. But uh, the guy's going off his drugs. And it's a hard time. Oh, man. What kind of drugs? Uh, morphine. Why does he? Ha- why isn't he, he taking his morphine? Well, because just on principle, I think. Oh, he just needs to get off it. Kick the habit. Yeah, but he also has this kind of... He's such a... I mean, he, they're like the... Uh, he doxes the hell out of the, his, his own drug dealer, Right? Because, you know... Is he interested in her? He's raping his the mid-level drug dealer. Jesus Christ. Right. So he finds that out, and, and, he, and he doxes him and sends him to jail. His own drug dealer. Oh, man. And then he doesn't what a way to kick the habit. Then he doesn't go get any more drugs just on principle. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be that big a deal. Maybe he just really likes those drugs. Well, the thing is, the weird thing is, he was buying Suboxone from the guy. 
you know, to get off the off of it. He would take it every time he, you know, like when he was coming down, he would always take the suboxone. Oh yeah, um, there's there's a guy that works for my dad who's like permanently on that suboxone. Yeah. Hey, did you see this picture of uh, Lenny Kravitz's dick? Yeah. You want to see it again? No. I'm posting it in the chat. Well, there you go, chatters. Have Lenny Kravitz being on. It looks like he's wearing a cock ring. I think he is. Or something's going on. It it might just be a big ass white head or something. What if he's just got the nastiest like case of genital warts we've ever seen? And that's a big ass crusty fucking white head. That's gross, man. What do you mean it's gross? It's natural. It's a man's natural. I didn't beauty. even look at it close enough to see that there's a uh, natural ward on it. Well, did you look now? No. And I'm not going to. Don't ask. Oh my God! I found a little, a short, animated gif of it. Yeah, I found that one too. It's and really it flops. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. How are we doing on time? Oh, we got just another. A minute left to to wind this fucker down. Wind this shit show down. Last night we talked about issuing each other these grandiose compliments all about how you're an asset to this nation and I'm a patriot. And you're an illuminated soul and I am too. And It didn't work. You listened, You went back and listened to it? No, I was just, at like the time before? it wasn't working. I could, you even said it. Oh, maybe. He said, nah, it comes off as fake. And obviously it does. That was sort of the point, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm fresh out of compliments. You know what I mean? Uh, how about instead of compliments, we say something to disrespect whatever celebrity we've been talking about. In this case, it's Lenny Kravitz. Well, I mean, we've just been saying a bunch of disrespect for him already. No, no. Insult his talent right now. Oh. He's a pretty middling guitarist and singer. Here's mine. Uh, American Woman was the best thing he ever recorded, and it's not even his song. There. We've done it. We've insulted Woody Kravitz. Those were some really weak insults. No, I... I felt like yours was a valid criticism of his middle. Yeah, so was yours, but I mean, it really, just because he didn't write it, what's wrong with that? Let me bring it up to the right here. Here's a hint from Mississippi John. Had to walk that alone from Valley. 
It's no party Yeah. 